With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee reports 231 COVID-19 tests carried out. Since our last report on Monday, all have come back negative for SARS-CoV-2. The current number of people in isolation, whether at a government facility or in their homes, as required by the Medical Officer of Health, is at 233. The Health Services Authority nets an unqualified opinion from the Auditor General's Office for their 2018 and 2019 financial reports. They also earned a special nod from the Public Accounts Committee, getting the 2018 Most Improved Award and 2019 Audit Efficiency Award at a recent ceremony at the Legislative Assembly. HSO CEO Lizette Yearwood tells CIGTV the achievements are a testament to the organization's commitment to accountability, transparency and reform. They also speak to the quality of work we do at the HSA and the professional caliber of our team who've worked diligently and exceptionally to improve our financial health. I'm immensely proud of all of my colleagues for embracing the challenges and striving to make these achievements possible. The HSA, as we reported previously, is among 39 government entities lauded by the PAC for receiving unqualified audit opinions. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Criminal Records Office says adjustments are being made to the processing of applications. We're aware that persons have been experiencing much longer wait times than usual for the processing of applications and we do apologize for an inconvenience cause. Deputy Commissioner of Police there, Anthony Ennis. These delays have resulted in a backlog of applications which we're working diligently to clear. These stem from several issues including disruptions due to COVID-19 restrictions and a significant spike since the restrictions have been lifted and parts of the economy reopening. We have made adjustments, including deploying additional resources to allow us to work through the backlog and return to a more consistent time frame for processing applications. The standard turnaround time for all applications is now five working days. All applications must be submitted online. For police clearance certificates, visit eservices.gov.ky and rcips.ky forward slash forms for all other applications. In 2019, we saw an estimated 133,000 tons of waste managed at Cayman's landfill. As Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller reports, it is a marked increase from the amount of trash logged just seven years ago. Back in 2012, the team at the Department of Environmental Health estimated that there was about 38,700 tons of waste being stored at the Georgetown landfill. And in the years since, an additional 94,000 tons of garbage has been sent to the dump. Between 2018 and 2019 alone, the amount of waste at the landfill grew from 106,000 tons to more than 133,000. According to the 2019 Compendium of Statistics, about 385 tons of waste was incinerated or managed at the landfill last year. Cayman's garbage collectors picked up just under 53 tons of trash from homes and businesses last year. Looking at the recycling figures in the economics and statistics generated report, the numbers fell for the processing of used oils, but increased for processing cooking oil, recyclable paper products, batteries, plastics, aluminum products, and glass bottles. Overall, there was 2,212 tons of recyclables collected, an increase of 30 tons when compared to 2018. There was a big spike in the number of derelict cars processed, jumping from 930 in 2018 to more than 2,000 last year. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. You've seen them abandoned along the road, parked three deep in a yard, sometimes left at the scene of a car crash. Derelict cars are a real problem on Grand Cayman, and a new cross-government innovation team has been set up now to tackle the issue. Deputy Governor, the Honorable Franz Manderson. We are aware of the large number of derelict vehicles 
and have set a goal to reduce the number of derelict vehicles to zero by early 2021. However, it's an opportune time to remind the public that derelict vehicles are a community problem and every member of our community can help by doing their part. In other countries, success rates were highest when both government agencies and the community work together. Since July, teams with the Department of Environmental Health have removed more than 300 derelict vehicles, but government believes there may be as many as 350 still littered across Grand Cayman. Derelict and abandoned vehicles fall within a larger set of problems involving motor vehicle regulation, social disorder, the attraction of rodents who may spread disease, and the illegal disposal of bulk hazardous waste, as well as the harm caused to the environment and the people exposed to those hazardous elements. Director of D- E.H. Richard Sims says the litter law is important. Where a derelict vehicle is left or caused to be left in a public place in such circumstances as to cause contribution to or tend to deface thereof, an officer shall give notice to the person of or leaving or causing the same to be left, requiring him within 24 hours of such notice to remove the derelict vehicle so as to restore the public place to a condition satisfactory to the officer. If you need assistance with clearing your derelict vehicle, the DEH will actually remove it for $75. And if you spot one that needs removing, you can give them a call. The number is 949-6696. 100 Women in Finance expands its existing youth mentoring offering to include young women in university. 100 WF Global Association board member and Maples Group partner, Christina Botten. What is truly exciting about the Pre-Career Initiative is that it has been shaped to support and guide aspiring young women of all backgrounds. The 100 Women in Finance Pre-Career Initiative currently hosts the two mentor initiatives. The first is Girl Force 100, which focuses on female high school students between the ages of 13 and 18 years old. The second is the newly created 100 Women in Finance Collegiate League, which focuses on female students between the ages of 18 and 25 who are attending a local college, university, or business school. 100 Women in Finance also recently made full education grants to Asia Bush, Ashanti Melaneo, and Yelena Robinson. Each of the young women have been active mentees in Girl Force 100 and will begin college study soon. Applications are now available to interested mentors and mentees for both programs. Visit 100women.org forward slash pre-career for more information. During the lockdown, the blood bank teamed up with the Red Cross to offer an off-hospital site for donors to safely give blood. It's a partnership that worked so well, it will now be a long-term option. Well, we started in April 24 until July 31st, so that we run about 15 weeks. So by that span, we have collected about 202 units, which is an excellent. And there are 77 new donors who sign up with us. Christine Miranda with the Blood Bank says the Red Cross second floor provides for three beds and a super safe environment. And that's to ensure that all donors are safe from the potential of COVID-19 infection. Moving forward, we will have one each month, every Wednesday of each month. So we will be there at the Red Cross second floor from 10.30 in the morning until 3 p.m. Overseas supplies of blood are limited right now due to COVID-19. So the local population is being asked to step up and fill the gap and potentially save lives. Blood cannot be manufactured. So with this, that's the only way we can save someone else's lives. I am encouraging everyone to come and donate blood. We have a team of professionals 
that will take care of you. So don't hesitate to visit us. Donations take about 30 minutes. You can book your appointment by heading to bloodbank.ky. The first Red Cross Wednesday drive is on September 30th. Let's check in with Radio Cayman's Dion Angler now for a look at local sports. Cayman's qualifying campaign for the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 has been pushed back due to concerns over the COVID-19 pandemic. The major reason of the delay in the World Cup is because a lot of countries are experiencing a second phase of this COVID. Some of them opened borders a little bit too early. Some of them just didn't take care of the advanced situation that they were experiencing with decrease in, in, in cases on a day by day and they went and just misbehave and then we have a second phase or surge, whatever they call it. So borders are closed for the initial dates and some some governments are still not too happy with the neighbors. So FIFA and CONCACAF decided to set a further date for the World Cup qualifiers. So in our case, we will have an action in March. We still have to find a way for us to travel and to return and quarantine and all of those things because we have a couple of long travels that is very tricky to get to those countries, especially Suriname. Cayman Islands Football Association President Alfredo Whitaker says the recent decision to push back the competition will benefit the Cayman men's national team. For our national team, it gives us the opportunity to play at least three or four games before going into competition. It gave us the opportunity to get our team to gel a little bit more. It gave us the opportunity for our young national team to mature a little bit more and for the coaches to make the final decision. At the same time, our teams, they've been training for the past six or eight weeks. We had that advantage that most country wasn't playing and now it's going to give them the opportunity also to play and to come in some sort of rhythm. The good thing about it is that our league is about to start in the next two weeks, and when it's time for us to play, we're going to have some playing rhythm that the last time we didn't have. So it helps, it benefits at some point, and it's not so um, beneficial for, for us, but we, we're looking forward to the challenge. CONCACAF announced that the first round of qualifying will now be played in March of 2021. Cayman was originally scheduled to open qualifying on October 7th this year, playing in Suriname, and then host Canada on October 11th. Then Cayman was scheduled to host Aruba and wrap up the first round of the Group B qualifying in Bermuda. Cayman football is currently ranked number 193rd in the most recent FIFA World Ranking. In other local sports, the SIBA Basketball Academy resumed this month after closing its doors due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The academy began six years ago, hosting three terms a year, making this the 18th term overall. The technical director and coach for the Cayman Islands Basketball Association, Victor Vutogaro, says over 30 kids filled the gym for the early session on the first day back. I think it was a bumper reopening. What I gathered is that kids were really longing to do something meaningful. The turnout was extra special. We had quite a number of kids in the first class, 79. We had over 30 kids. The 10 to 12 class had over 35 kids. So I think we had a bumper opening. If you can tell us, what is the purpose? And for those who are interested in the academy, what is the purpose of that okay. academy? The academy is really a developmental program. One, it gets youths interested in basketball, male and female, from a tender age. So the 79 class, what we do normally is to get the kids involved in their coordination, their motor skills, and things like that. So we make it fun, but we teach the intricacies of the game, how to dribble, how to pass, how to shoot, with a fun environment. 
When you move on to the second class, that's where we start getting into a little more of the intricacies where we teach you now how to play. And the last class, you actually play and participate at a particular level. So it's all a progressive developmental program. What about the progress? What is the progress like that you've seen well, since the start of the academy with, with these athletes? Quite a number of progress. We had, um, because of the primary school league, the under-14 league, we have a lot of kids who are interested in participating so that they can perform better both at the primary and under-14, even the under-16. So this is a sort of stepping stone to enhancing your skills. And we are seeing a number of new kids coming into the program. So I know for a fact, based on, I'm not the only academy on the island, there are other academies. And based on the output in my academy, the numbers in my academy, I know the sport is growing tremendously. Girls and boys are invited to the Basketball Academy held at the First Baptist Gym every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. for ages 7 to 9, 10 a.m. to 11.15 a.m. for ages 10 to 12, and 11.15 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. for ages 13 to 16. The cost is $75 per term. You can contact Coach Voot at 916-5083 and enroll your child today. That's it for Sports for this evening. I'm Dion Anglin. Back to you, April. Thank you, Dion. Things are moving right along for the National Weather Service, which is hoping to get its building permit next week for its new facility. We're also um, expanding our staffing. We're working on trying to get an extra weather observer in the office and what have you. Um, So we are continuing to get things uh, like staffing and infrastructure. Director General of the NWS John Tibbetts tells Radio Cayman the new building will be built near Jose's gas station, where government's old social service homes are currently located. They're slated for demolition in the coming weeks. Well, we're hoping for the start of construction sometime in early part of next year. The construction of the building is expected to take pretty close to one year. The, the vision that I've got for it is is not that we're just going to provide the same old, same old services, mm-hmm. but to continue to offer the opportunity for our scientists to study things. The weather services, hazard management Cayman Islands, the aviation industry, the agricultural and tourism industry as well. Mr. Tibbetts says the new facility is being designed to maximize the NWS's ability to service the people and businesses that use the critical data it provides. We do have a few plans in place and the government is very supportive of trying to get it. Obviously the pandemic has had an impact and we'll have to see uh, as we're getting out on the other side of the pandemic um, how things are going to run. The Weather Service is also looking to invest in a wave modeling computer, a valuable tool for local boaters. Other new equipment set for installation in Grand Cayman and the Braxoon will give the NWS 24-hour readings of temperature, humidity, and rainfall. Astronomy at Pedro Castle is back. Come join us for the return of the public astronomy events at Pedro St. James on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. President of the Astronomical Society, Tyan Miller, tells Radio Cayman the event will be extra special as the brilliant planets of Jupiter and Saturn will be directly overhead. We'll also check out the craters in the mountains on the setting moon and admire the beautiful multicolored pair of stars that form the eye of the swan, called Albireo. With any luck, we'll also be able to see the most distant planet in our solar system, the icy world of Neptune. That's a special treat. Everyone is welcome at the free event, and telescopes will be available for use. The club will be following all government safety guidelines. The event will be canceled if there is more than 50% cloud cover, so make sure you check out the Cayman Islands Astronomical Society Facebook page for the latest updates. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.